celebrating the connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio, featuring veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, groomer Joey Villani, news director Lori Brooks. And now, from the Red Barn Studios, here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And your dream team, Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. She's connecting today live from a super secret animal radio mission. We don't know what it is. They won't tell us. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, Mika, the perfect dog, dog father, Joey Villani, animal communicator, Joey Turner, and Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, screening calls today. And uh, Emmy Lou Harris is going to be joining us in just a few minutes for the season of stars. Uh, Joey Villani, what are you working on today? I'm going to talk about um, whether you should clip your dog's pads or you shouldn't, or your, your groomer should or shouldn't, I should say. So this is an important one, so listen. Okay, Stacy, what are you working on? Well, if you have a lab, you know that they will eat just about anything. And, you know, labs are used for uh, search and rescue. They're really smart dogs, seeing eye dogs, they're, they're a number of things. But did you know they also are used to detect whale poop? <laughs> I'm serious. They help in a study. I'll tell you about it. Coming up on Animal Radio News. I have just one stupid lap in my house for the boot camp. That Uh-oh. lap is jumping in my van with a closed door and just bump uh, of my van door, like a bounce back. Look at that on my Mika and say, I'm sorry, Mika. I was thinking it's it's open. And Mika, look at him. Are you dumb lap? I would never do that. <laughs> it must be pretty intimidating to be a dog around Mika. That's all I can say. Yeah, you know. Yeah, dog around Vladi, period. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we say about dumb lab among the trainers, not just because they're stupid or dumb, but because they're bulletproof. Typical lab can run through the glass door not realizing there is the glass door because that's what they need to do in the hunting for the hunter. So, and you know, lab, you know, even Hale can stop by with American cheese or Russian kalbasa and just say, okay, whatever, Max, let's go. And he's still wanking. Okay, he will go with you. Try to do it to the Mika. It's not going to happen. So that's why I stay with German shoppers. <laughs> On the way, Emmy Lou Harris joining us. For our season of the stars, the uh, studio is kind of different today. We have Judy, who's in Los Angeles today. She's not screening calls, so I have Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, screening calls. Uh, Judy is having her <laughs> fifth or sixth grandchild, something like that. And uh, I think it was four uh, just a few minutes ago. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to find out how many. <laughs> and then, of course, you, Doctor Debbie, you you sound a little different today because you're not in studio. You're actually broadcasting live from a super secret location. There's a lot of testosterone in the studio. It's just me, Vlade, and Joey. <laughs> and Stacy's locked herself in the newsroom. Hi, Marcella. What's going on? Hi. Yes, I have a situation with um, my dog. He likes to pee in his bed. I've washed the bed. I've put like the deterrent on it. So he won't pee, but he will pee, and then he'll sleep in the same bed, and he'll Ooh. he'll even pee in his covers. Is he awake when he's doing that, or is he sleeping and he's leaking? No. He's awake? Yeah, he's awake when he does it. Like, I've seen him, like, about to do it, and I'll say, stop, no, no. And he will, like, stop at that time, but then he somehow I'll come back to his bed and he'll go next to the side of the bed. So what the breed? He's a chihuahua. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, What age? He's two now. He started doing it uh, probably about six months ago. Okay. So it's a little bit old. Is he neutered? No, he's not neutered. Oh, Oh my goodness. Send him over here. (laughs) (laughs) That's your favorite. I know, Dr. Debbie, why you so hate that testosterone things? I mean, you're a female. You should love testosterone, but you're cutting those testicles. Go ahead. (laughs) 
I like a clean house too. And <laughs> number one thing, if I hear a client call or say that their doggy is peeing in the house and it's a male dog and it's not neutered, you know, those hormones are very powerful things. And uh, the desire to mark the house and home and claim his territory is very strong. Um, and uh, so that would be my first recommendation. And I think Vlad could probably take it from there. Yeah. Okay. No, 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 no. I, I really support you on that, and I believe this is the would be first stop to take care of the issue. And hopefully, you're not against that. Um, no, I'm not. Yeah. So it's 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 happened in my practice. It's happening uh, many times. As a matter of fact, uh, the dogs pee on uh, something which is very important. Sometimes on their owner. Yes, Doctor Debbie. I recently had one very beautiful and sexy lady, um, and the dog was uh, English bulldog. And while she was talking me whole life stories about that behavior, that dog lifted his leg and urinated on her. That, that has happened to me. <laughs> because he thinks you are oh. his bitch. <laughs> he basically was telling me that uh, you know, Vlad, I'm not sure what that you're talking about here. Did that though, not this one. <laughs> Yeah, but you know that's what the dog said. You are in, the dog think you you are in his possession, and that dog bed in his possession too. He is kind of marking it. It could be many subjects, but uh, I would uh, number one, I would take care of the testicles. Number two, I would rid of this bed. It's gone. Okay. It's done. You cannot recover it, of course, okay. unless you're using. Simple solution basically makes the um, it calls laundry laundry uh, powder or tablets. You can add it and uh, wash it with that. That will hopefully kill all that sand. But I would get the new dog bed anyway. Okay. And after that, I would really would put some time in the training because it takes time, doctor, when the testosterone drops off. So you have to make sure, because the, 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 uh, this marking behavior driven uh, by testosterone, but testosterone enhanced dog's social status. So you took care of the cause as far as uh, cutting that part. Right. And the second thing, you got to you show can say you. Vlada, you can say, cut the testicle <laughs> off. You, it's okay. <laughs> okay, thank you. I try to be politically correct, you know, for the last and a while. Why start now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, cut those heck of testicles anyway. So no testicles, no problems. No so, fair. yeah, and, and after that, after that, again, you should drop his social status by doing obedience training. Simple thing, like color and leash, walking from the house, sit, stay, calm down, no jumping on the bed, no sleeping in your bed. You know, allowing the dog sleep with you in your bed is like allowing the man sleep with you. From that time, he's never going to listen to you. The same thing as the dog. If you yeah, elevate yeah. him vertically, you elevate him socially. That's what okay. the dogs think. So he sleeps in his own bed, and I, I put him up at night so they don't sleep with me at bed. And I do, I walk him, so it's not like I don't walk him. I do walk him. No, he sure walks you probably. Not. What I'm telling you, you have to walk in structures. It means you have to have a training collar and leash. If you want to use that harness, it's okay for me, unless it's going to be no pull harness, something like that. But don't allow him go ahead of you. Just uh, snap the leash a little bit. Make sure letting him know that house is yours. Working inside the house where the bed is, you're indirectly telling him you're the boss. And another thing what I would do, I would start to 
feed, I would put his football next to the bed, new bed, because the dogs don't like to pee and poop in the area where they pee and poop. So naturally, even when he finishes feeding, if his feeding bowl is still next to the bed, he magically is not going to pee in that bed. If it's still going to be a problem, I will move to the next extreme cases. I will start to spray that bed with the products stay off. Uh, and okay. the uh, you can find them, you know. You can even use a citrus deodorant. It's just cheaper oh. to buy a new bed. It sounds like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But so that would I would do everything together. Thanks for your okay. call today. We wish you the best of luck with that. We do follow up, so if uh, you need to follow up, give us a call toll free at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by the Grain Free Red Barn Naturals canned food for dogs and cats. It's always made in the USA with natural, functional ingredients to support your pet's optimal health. You could learn more at redbarninc.com. And thank you, Red Barn, for underwriting Animal Radio. Dogs or cats. Horse or emu, animals are people too. Sniffer dogs trained in Ireland are now sniffing out black market bootleg DVDs. Illegal DVDs are a multi-million dollar industry, often being sold online or on street corners. Recently, the dogs visited Malaysia, where they found $1.7 million worth of illegal DVDs. The dogs are able to detect the plastics used in the DVDs, and they're trained to calmly stare in the direction of the plastic smell. Afterwards, they're rewarded with their favorite toy. The dogs seem to love their work, and hopefully all this hard work will be reflected in lower popcorn prices at the movies. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Hey, it's Alan Cable. Today we're going to talk about dog behaviors, the most common ones that people have to deal with. Number one, barking. Most dogs bark. That's just a fact of life. But if your dog is barking all the time, before you can correct it, you got to find out what's causing it. There's a lot of different reasons. Sometimes your dog is bored or he's anxious. Sometimes he's barking at other dogs or warning someone to stay away. And sometimes he's just playing or excited. Once you figure out why your dog barks, you can start to deal with it. I'll tell you one thing. A happy dog is a tired dog. Make sure your dog gets plenty of exercise. Don't pay attention to your dog when your dog's barking. Don't pet him, hug him, give him treats, feed him any of that stuff because that encourages your dog to keep barking. That says, hey, I'm doing a good thing here. Yelling at your dog doesn't work either because, again, you're giving your dog attention and that may make him bark even more. What you want to do is when your dog is barking, give your dog a quick correction. You can clap, say the word quiet very sternly, quiet. Or have a collar and a leash on and just give them a little jolt, a little snap of the wrist. And while you're doing this, again, use the word quiet. As soon as your dog starts being quiet, you say, good dog. Even give your dog a treat. In general, you want to give your dog affection and reward when your dog is calm and quiet. That encourages your dog to be mellow. You want to reward your dog for behaving the way you want and ignore and correct your dog when your dog's behaving the way you don't want him to. Don't rile your dog up to, oh, good dog, good dog, and pet him like crazy. You just want to say, good dog dog and be mellow yourself. Here's another dog behavior people have to deal with, chewing. That's a natural behavior for dogs, but you want to teach your dog what to chew, or else your dog will rip your house apart. The most common reasons dogs chew things is because they get bored, or they get anxious, they have anxiety, they're curious, because that's how dogs learn about the world, or they're a puppy and they're teething. So you gotta be there, and as soon as your dog makes a move to chew the wrong thing, like your favorite chew, you give him a quick correction with the word no, and then stick something in his mouth he's allowed to chew. Then when he chews it, you say, good dog. 
dog. You know, it's a lot like training a husband. Hi, this is Elaine Boozer on Animal Radio. Stay and to your pets and some of your exes. <laughs> <laughs> Fido Friendly Magazine presents the 11th Annual Cross-Country Pet Adoption Tour. Get your licks on Route 66. Brought to you by media sponsor Animal Radio and companion sponsors Paws and Claws, Blackwood Pet Food, and Zymox. The tour travels from Los Angeles to Chicago from September 7th to October 13th, stopping at shelters along the way to support adoption events and to raise money for the shelters. Advocate sponsors Hands-On Gloves, Tito's Vodka, Rolf C. Hagen, and Buddy Belts, along with community sponsor Doggy Water to Go, help provide great prizes when you donate to spin our giant spinning wheel with all proceeds benefiting the shelter that day. Log on to FidoFriendly.com to learn where the tour stops near you. And who knows, you just might find your new forever friend. Celebrating our connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. I think we have more fun here than really is allowed by law. Don't tell anyone. We love our jobs. Dr. Debbie is answering your vet medical questions. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Joey Volani, the dog father and animal communicator, Joey Turner. Today, Dr. Debbie connecting with us from a super secret animal radio mission. I can't tell you what it's all about because they it won't tell must me. must be top secret. It is top secret. Know. Yeah. Won't. They're afraid if they tell Joey or me or Vladi that we're just going to go blab it. So she actually connects uh, incognito and we'll talk to her in just a few minutes. <laughs> KGB stuff. It is like a KGB uh, stuff. I'll blab. You can't tell me that kind of stuff because I tell. I know. I know. That's the way I am too. On the show today, Emmy Lou Harris will be joining us for the season of stars. Nancy Cartwright, by the way, wow. next weekend from uh, The Simpsons. She's Bart Simpson. Yeah, I know. It's it's uh, a season of stars that just will not end. And Stacy Cohen working in the newsroom. What do you got going on, girlfriend? Would anything that PETA does surprise you, especially when it involves sex? Well, guess what? They've (laughs) launched a new site, PETA.XXX. I'll tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News. Yeah, you know what? They really don't surprise me anymore, and I I find it hard to get behind anything that PETA does anymore. I think... uh they ruin their message they they do they make it they make it too difficult um it's 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 i don't know i mean they they had good thoughts behind it originally and they just make it too difficult hey i, Look, I got a question real quick yes um, i have also a very stupid question to you as okay well, well let joey go first because his okay. question will be Does shorter anyone know as long as i've been grooming yeah i've never encountered this can i you get poison ivory from your dog because I'm itching my ass off and I got poison ivy. Ooh. And the dog was rolling around outside. I thought he was rolling around in crap, so I picked him up real quick because I didn't because he just had a bath. And then the next day, I just noticed I got some blotches and I started scratching and scratching and it started spreading. So I went to the doctor. And he says you got poison ivy. Now I wasn't messing around in the garden this week, so yeah. only thing I can think of is my dog rolled in it and got the oils on me. But I, I've never heard of that before. that's absolutely what, possible yes yeah possible what part of the body you have itching <laughs> i just want to make sure you're not you didn't mess around with another girl no it's 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 yeah it's arms knees um you know no private areas don't worry you know otherwise okay. peter be calling just in want to make sure. put me on that triple x site you know <laughs> otherwise you you could put a russian secret coconut oil on that part and that would be healed oh, so next boy. time do that if you do that yeah, no, I, you can get it. Really? You can get it from your dog if they the oils transfer over to you. Now the question is, is your dog itching? No. Yeah. No, my anyway, dog I, I mean, we can guess or not. They have a, 
Okay, yeah. Vladi, what's your question? I might have a stupid question to the juror. I just want to ask him, is it possible to teach the regular general folks to groom their dog? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's 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 what I did every day. I mean, it's, you know, it's it's, it's not rocket science. Everyone wants to try to make, it's, it's, you're, you're freaking cutting hair. It's all, all you're doing. It's, um, it's, it's, it's easy. As long as you're safe and you got some sort of an artistic eye, you'll be good at it. But why I cannot, why I have a hard time to, to, to teach the dog, uh, to folks to train their dogs and you have no problem, you know, to train uh, them to no, cut their hair. I'm, I mean, I'm definitely going to say it's definitely not no problem and but it's it's like you if you work with them a little bit and once they catch on they usually excel quickly after that it's the same thing once they catch on a little bit and they they understand you know the mechanics of it then it's it's you know it's like everything else Emmy Lou Harris will be joining us for the season of stars, a fine musician, as well as a dog lover. I believe she has her own rescue, too. Right now, it's Joanne's turn. Hi, Joanne. Welcome to the show. Hi. How are you? Good. I understand you want to talk to our animal communicator, Joy Turner, and she's right here. Yeah. Thank you. Hi, Joanne. How can I help you today? I uh, I have an 11-year-old Tasha Jean. So she's older, but not old, old. And um, she just seems depressed lately and I'm, I'm more about her. Um, I do take her to the vet, so I mean, every she says everything's fine, but I thought, is there something she wants to tell me? Is she okay? And is she dog or cat or what? Oh, I didn't tell you. Sorry. <laughs> She's That's an 11-year-old okay. um, female Australian shepherd, a dog. Okay, fine. Oh, and she comes to me. She gives me such a gentle, loving sigh. She's such a loving little girl. Yes. She says that um, she's not worried about anything. She thinks you worry about her. And I do. She's not worried about anything. She says she thinks she's doing okay. She's just getting older, and she recognizes that she's older, so she's not having a real issue with it. Um, she says every now and then... It's like somebody wraps something around her middle, and she has a hard time taking a breath every now and then. Like she has to hmm. focus on it more. It takes a little more effort to draw it in. Mm-hmm. So you might want to talk either to our Dr. Debbie or to your own vet and see um, what that might be. It might be just hardly even the beginning of something that maybe tests couldn't pick up. Sometimes bodies will do that. And maybe it's something that if you give them something to look for, they can give you an idea of what might be going on with her. But she's happy. Do you have happy, any idea so what she... would have to do with a chiropractic adjustment? Because I do get her chiropractic adjustment. Typically, if there's something with a, an adjustment like that, they show it to me a little bit differently than she did. Hmm. I mean, I, I kind of don't know. Is it inside her stomach, are you saying? Or well, it's not side? stomach. If, if you imagine putting like a girdle on your ribs... Right. So that when you breathed in, you'd have a lot of pressure there. Uh-huh. That's what it feels like to her. I wonder what would cause that. Hmm. I don't know. That's why I suggested talking either to Dr. Debbie, your vet, or to your chiropractor. Hmm. But it's well, not all the time. Be- so, again, it's going to be one of those things that's probably going to be hard for them to figure out unless it hmm. happens to be happening while she's with them. But other than that, she does want you to know she's just totally delighted with the way you are with her. She just doesn't want you to worry so much. Okay. All right. Thank you. 
Thank you for You're your call. So well. Okay, thanks a lot. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Toll free to our dream team, Doctor Debbie, Vladi, the world famous Russian dog wizard, dog father Joey Volani, or Joey Turner, or Ladybug, the studio stunt dog. She's actually she's screening calls today. We'll head back to the phones right after this. People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our grain-free rolled food. It's protein-packed with less risk of food sensitivity. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, PETA and sex, they go hand in hand, so to speak. Uh, of course, PETA is known for using those controversial methods to bring attention to animal issues, and they've launched a new site, PETA.XXX. It's a sexy website, features some porn stars. I'm former porn stars, maybe. I don't know. I don't know if these guys are still doing porn. Ron Jeremy, I've heard his name years ago. That guy still works. Jenna Jameson, Rose McGowan, and the controversial Sasha Gray. The animal rights organization is attempting to raise awareness for animals, although some might question PETA's unorthodox strategy. The site offers a lot of important information on animal welfare, and it might prove to be educational for many. The site's relatively work-safe, so if you're looking for something intense under the hardcore video section, well, you might be in for a little surprise. There was a study published in the online science journal PLOS1, and it was the first to use scat detection for dogs. Now, what they do is they find feces of endangered killer whales for research. Tucker, who's a black lab in the study, was able to detect the endangered whale poop from uh, as far away as a mile. Tucker did his job by just boarding a small boat, lingered near the whales. Scientists use this technique to determine the levels of stress and hunger hormones in the feces so that they can analyze the effects of stress on malnourished orcas. Now, according to the study, the approaching boat season stresses out orcas, but not more than being underfed. And these beasts are hungry because they're not uh, enough salmon to sustain this already declining species. Catherine Ayers, she's a lead researcher from the University of Washington, said in a news release that whales are often difficult to study because they spend 90 percent of their time underwater. You know, I, I would think it would be hard. Can we just talk poop for a second? Put your food down if you're eating. Just I don't want to disturb that. But. Seriously, I mean, think about a goldfish (laughs) and when they go to the bathroom, I know it's different than a whale, but isn't it the same kind of thing that comes out of them? It doesn't come out like a horse. It's got to come out kind of squishy and moves around or something. It's amazing that a dog can detect it and find it. Although my lab eats just about everything, so... Who knows? Okay, moving on. It's foxtail season and a booming one. Foxtails uh, are seed-ons. They're produced by a number of non-native grasses, kind of like a torpedo shape. It's got little barbs and it sticks to anything that they come in contact with, including fur on animals. They also can get into a dog's ear canal and they then continue to burrow down towards the eardrum. They can even penetrate through the eardrum and cause severe ear damage and infection. As one might imagine, it's pretty uncomfortable for your dog and the ear however is one area but you can also get in between their toes so you want to make sure just you know this is the time of year when they're out and about and um, it can really irritate your dog so just keep an eye on them and if you're in an area where there's a lot of foxtails watch out Uh, you don't want to have to go to the vet and have them taken out I've had to do that with my dog I'm Stacy Cohen get more animal breaking news at animalradio.com 
AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. Need a fix of the good stuff? Get more Animal Radio with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Animal Radio, celebrating our connection with our pets. one 405 8405 That's toll free to Dr. Debbie. Vladi, the world famous Russian dog wizard. Dog father, Joey Villani. And animal communicator, Joy Turner. And, oh, Mika. Down, Mika. Mika's a little feisty today. Don't you think? Yeah, she just she just get insulted. You did not introduce her today. I'm sorry. You know what? And before I, I introduced Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, so why don't I just go ahead and introduce Mika? She We just know her as Mika. She doesn't really have like a stunt dog title or anything like that, but she is the most well-behaved dog that we know. Mika the perfect. She, there you go. Mika the perfect. And speaking go. of perfect, ladies and gentlemen, all bow, please, for Joey Volani. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you very much there, Hal. You're just so kind. Can I get up now? Hey, listen. Yeah, you can get up. You can get up. Hey, um, I got a good question this week on, um, on the website, and it was, um, I had a woman ask, um, why does my groomer um, want to clip the um, hair in between um, the pads of my dog's feet? And I know we discussed it before, but we really never discussed, um, you know, why. Excuse me, excuse me between dogs. the legs? But no, not between the legs, between the pads of the feet at the, on the bottom. Ah, uh, okay. Some, I just want to make sure. Some dogs, <laughs> no, not between the legs. That's private now. You know, you, whatever you do at home, Vladi, you know, I don't know. Anyway. How, how many complaints were received, were received last week because of Vladi? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go ahead. We domesticated dogs, and we changed their coats. I mean, it's, ta- it's taken thousands of years to evolve into the coats that we have today. So because of this, um, pets' coats don't work the way they probably originally would as the original wild dogs, where um, coat would automatically shed out and new growth would happen. Basically, when we develop when we develop all these um, these pure breeds, and and change their coats, some of the coats don't shed out like your long flowing coats, Lassas, Shih Tzus, Maltesers. The pads of the feet in those dogs it doesn't shed out. So what ends up happening is you got to understand dogs perspire through their tongue and through the pads of their feet, so it gets wet. So that's a lot of times you'll see dogs chewing at their feet because it gets irritated. When those type of dogs, the hair gets wet, what ends up happening, it mats up in the pad. Now, that'll get as hard as a rock. So what will happen is, it's you know, we, we, we talked um, last week on the show about cutting a dog's nails, and that'll stop them from walking because it's uncomfortable. Well, this also will. Maybe not as serious as that would, but because it becomes uncomfortable for them to walk on, you have to clean that out. Mm. The other thing is, is what it does, it, it, it lets them... It, it, it lets them um, perspire better because, you know what, the water and everything is not, or the sweat, I should say, it's not getting trapped now in the coat itself. So that moisture is not staying there building up because also what happens, it's, it's, it's almost like athlete's um, foot, a fungus builds up, and you'll have dogs then start start to chew on it. So you want to get that out of there and make sure that um, your groomer is doing it. Now, there are dogs out there like, um, for instance, um, Mika, your German Shepherd, Vlad. Um, mm-hmm. 
her but coat will way, shed out automatically. Well, besides, yeah, she don't have to get her pads done because it's going to shed out automatically. So dogs that have short shedding coat will come out automatically. Now, just because your dog sheds, don't automatically think that that's, that that's going to happen with your dog. It has to be a short coat. Like long-haired German Shepherds, well, you want to know something? The hair on their pads can grow long enough where the dog can actually walk on it. The other thing that happens is... Hold on, quick question. Uh, a lot of my clients, and I'm sure some people from your side also keep asking, is it possible by using um, some type of the nutritional, nutritional supplement stop shedding? And I'm telling that's not. You can reduce it, but you cannot stop. Is it it's, true? It's natural process. It's it's. You, you listen. You don't. You it's don't. Like stop you would aging. never want to stop. You don't want to stop your dog from shedding because you're, sta- you're, you're, you're stopping the natural process of, of, of your dog's coat. You want it to shed out. You want new growth to come in. That's that's healthy process. When 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 you try to do something against to the mother nature. change the pattern of that's exactly what you're doing. You're changing what mother nature basically um you know has, has designed for um you know for for, for dogs. And you we've done that. Yeah, we sure. domesticated them. We changed a lot of things. So you don't want to stop shedding. Joe, so all those products which is claimed to stop shedding it's BS, yes? I'm glad we're not advertising. I, no, I'm not gonna say it's BS because some of them do work. But I don't know if there's any long-term, you know, problems that could happen after it. Now, the shampoos and conditioners that say that they do it, basically what they do is they lubricate the coat a little bit easier so you can comb it out easier. That's all that does. But you have supplements that actually say that will reduce the amount of shedding. Honestly, I don't know what the long-term effect is, but it's natural process to shed. Listen, if you're going to go out and you're going to get a dog, well, listen, you got German Shepherds. You have yeah. to accept the fact you're going to have hair in your house. You're going to have hair in your carpet, on your clothes. That's part of it. You know, I mean, that's, that's part of owning a Yeah, it's like uh, you're telling me, accept the aging process, you know, which is very hard for us. <laughs> it is hard for us, but you know, we we really we really can't change it. We'll try to, but it it doesn't change. It's the same thing. Never take Go the ahead. word no, especially from Americans. So I'm not sure if I if I got this point from you right now. I will still try. Wait, I'm not following you there. What do you mean? Never say the word no. <laughs> I'm not used to take the word no. And you said no, you cannot stop it. No, I'm kidding. I I agree with you. We cannot stop it. We can delay it. Let's we leave it on that and uh, just follow you. Absolutely. I still didn't understand what you're talking about today. So go ahead. (laughs) Well, it's because you changed my whole whole tip there. You went (laughs) went from the feet to shedding. (laughs) But that's okay. I think, Cal, I think I got my point across, right? I think so. I think you did. But you you know what? I like when Vlade, I like Vlade's questions because it makes you think. It so, does. Um, you know, I, I actually, yeah, I actually, no, I'm serious. They're good questions, Vladi, because you know what? Every, it's, it's like me asking you training questions. Everyone, everyone has that question on mind, but maybe they don't want to ask it. So ask away, my friend, ask away. Yeah, that's what I go. was asking my teacher back in Russia. Why, if a socialistic system is better than capitalistic, why we in Russia had three sausages and Americans had 25? <laughs> and she looked at me in the same way like you look at me now and just basically eye contact was like, you want me kill you now or wait on when the class will be over? <laughs> 1-866-405-8405. Troy Volani's tip of the week and all these tips over at the website at animalradio.com. We're going to the phones next. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at animalradio.com. Log on, learn more.
People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Red Barn canned food for cats and dogs is grain and gluten-free. Check out Animal Radio Highlights. All the good stuff without the blah, blah, blah. Browse on over to animalradio.pet. Let's uh, go to the phones. We have Shirley on the phone to talk to Vlade. Hi, Shirley. Hi. What's going on? How are you? Good, Shirley. How are you? Well, I'm in a dilemma. I don't know exactly what to do. Uh, I okay. have uh, a uh, adorable miniature poodle. I've had him since he's two months, two days old. And okay. when he was uh, a few years old, I met this trainer. I never Sherry, had a trainer. Sherry, Sherry, Sherry. But I thought it would be cute. Sherry, 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 hold on one second. Yes. One minute is already gone. We are not even close to the point. So I, I really know. want to help you. Anyway, so why don't you start with the question? A, uh, a long story short, she let um, <laughs> my dog go when she wanted to walk him. And um, she never come back. Uh, no, she she just let the leash go, and he okay. ran all the way up the street, and he broke his leg. Anyway, it changed him. Um, the vet that we went to, um, his leg is fine, but the only thing is, uh, after a while, he wouldn't let me uh, do all the things that I did: brush his teeth every night. Uh, groom him, bathe him. Uh, I always did all of that myself. So uh, okay. I take him to a groomer. She she does all of that, but I style him. So uh, your question is? He nips. Okay. Uh, he's, he nips when very you do sweet what? And lovable and kisses, but he will nip if, um, if. he he doesn't if. like me to do anything. Okay. Um, that's uh, got it. You sleep with him in the bed? Yes, I do. Yeah, guilty. You let him jump on the furniture? Uh, yes, he does. He doesn't Okay, he f- has a free feeding? He has no scheduling? You feed him all the time? Oh, no. He- no, he gets his meals, and he sits before I uh, That's good. tell That's him good. to go eat his food. He sits and waits. Okay, I tell him so you're go. basically violating just a few things. You're just not supposed to sleep with him, that's for sure, and not jumping on the furniture, that's for sure. Uh, Joe, what do you think the problem is? I think that lady is not the alpha. I think that dog is thinking at the certain circumstance, I can allow her to touch me. Under certain circumstance, I don't because he's accepting her authority. It sounds like to me that um, she's letting the dog get away with certain things. And I also think since the dog got hurt, that um, yep. possibly it's the, it's the sorry factor. where you And tell yep. me if I'm right, that you feel real sorry for what happened. So it, the dog, it sounds like it could be a little bit spoiled as well. Excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, my mother had dementia, and it was a different atmosphere in the house for over three years. And uh, there was a lot of crying going on, and mm-hmm. it was a different atmosphere for him also. Just because uh, it was different atmosphere, he was very busy and distracted. Right. He definitely, you know, uh, didn't have it too much time to devote just discipline him or setting the structures you felt bad for him. It's a natural. It's not because you're bad. We're not trying to blame you. As a matter of fact, we're so appreciative. So you're calling us because I, I know the solution. I just want you to understand the root cause. You don't confused your kindness for weakness. Uh, dogs lives in the presence. They don't live in the past. 
they don't live in the future. I've seen many dogs who truly was abused, and the people were complaining, telling me their present behavior. It's not your case. I understand. I just let the number folks know. So the people were connecting the past behavior with the present, and it's not. I've seen real abused dogs, and they were sweethearts in the present. Mm-hmm. And I know the dogs who never been abused, they act like uh, vicious dogs in the present. Look, here's the solution I would do for you if I would be your trainer. Number one. I would get your kiss leash or um, any string, uh, six foot, but I like to your kiss leash, very thin leash, so you would need to attach to your dog and let, uh, to the collar, I mean, and let your dog drag this line all the time when she's home. I and do. you're home. When you're not around, you have to disconnect it. So in this situation, you should never endanger yourself. If you want to communicate with your dog, you should use... You say calm or, for instance, dog jump on the furniture. You should really consider my uh, my suggestions because if you're elevating your dog vertically, you're elevating your dog socially. And if the dog think you're his roommates, you're living together, you equals, you're never going to get any, he's not going to get any authority, he's not going to get any commands from you. He will always allow you to be petted. It's very classic what you're just telling me. I hearing, I see what you're saying, I see it all the time. The dogs like yours, very smart, very manipulative. They're almost like a terrorist. They are using weapon of fear. They're nice dogs under certain circumstances. You pet me when we want, but this time I don't want, I let me show you. And they know as soon as they start to growl, you right. back down and they're winning and that's behavior keep rewarding with you or somebody else. So you have to break that vicious cycle. You start to win and the dog start to needs to start to lose. That is why that long line would be very important dragging around. Make sure when you're not home, you have to be disconnected so the dog is not going to get tangled or something like this. So so that's going to be like safety. I never grab that dog by the collar. I'm going to, I will step on the rope. I will reinforce it with the leash. When the dog comes, I always use positive reinforcement. I got to give him good boy, give him treats and things like that. That's so, everything together will work for you. And thank you so much for calling and sharing, sharing your story. Uh, hold on. I got a question. Do you ever, do you ever bring those privileges back? I mean, can the dog ever go back on the furniture or in the bed? Or do you, do you not believe in that? I mean, once you break I know, the I habit, know yourself, you're sleeping with your dogs all over. And let me just hook well, up and from it's this. It's a problem in my household. Yeah, I know. So. I, I will talk to you off the air about this because you know how I one day, one day I came into your home and your dogs were 10 times worse than that lady's dog <laughs> barking nonstop and everything. And your wife was telling me, Oh, that's okay. The, 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 they normally usually behave doesn't behave it just because of you of course because they felt my authority but look every but they teacher all look knows. good didn't they <laughs> yeah teacher every teacher knows you take the class okay. you become authoritative you class follow along you can become more flex- flexible but you cannot eat your cake and have it too you can hear a lot oh little changes will make you big benefits no people little changes will bring you little benefits big changes will bring you big benefits that's why when the bloody talks everyone is listening Here is today's top automotive news story. I'm Nick Miles. Cadillac has introduced the CT4, a rear-wheel drive compact car that will replace the ATS as the brand's lowest-priced nameplate. The CT4 is slightly bigger and heavier than the ATS, with a choice of two turbocharged four-cylinder engines. No V6 option will be offered. Pricing has not yet been announced, but a spokesperson says it will be less than the CT5 base price, which is $37,890. To find your new Cadillac, see our reviews at ourautoexpert.com. 
think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all of your car care needs. We're close, convenient, and known for our guaranteed everyday low prices and excellent customer service. For professional parts people you can trust, stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts today. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts. Better prices. Every day. Celebrating the connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio, featuring veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, groomer Joey Villani, news director Lori Brooks. And now, from the Red Barn Studios, here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Judy is absent today. She is in Los Angeles having her, what, fourth grandchild? Fourth? Fifth? Fifth grandchild? Wow. 1-866-405-8405. The rest of the Dream Team, almost all here. Dr. Debbie is answering your vet medical questions from a super secret hidden location on an animal radio mission. Uh, she won't tell us where it is because we'd blab it, of course. Vladi is here with Mika, and so is Joey Villani, the dog father and animal communicator, Joy Turner. Stacey, yeah. Yeah? You. yeah. Well, if you're single, would you use your dog to get a date with a like-minded person? <laughs> Do you think that people use their dogs as date bait? I've heard guys that say, get a puppy and walk around and you have 50 girls at your feet right away. (laughs) I'll tell you what this new survey found. What's the best dog to use if you're trying to get a date? Coming up on Animal Radio News. I wonder what the best dog. I'm going to stick around just for that. Let's go to Jeff. And Jeff, how are you doing? Oh, pretty good. What's going on? I have Dr. Debbie right. Well, she's not right here, but she's somewhere in the United (laughs) States. We know that. Uh, Yes, I was uh, wanted to find out some information about uh, my kitty. I have a a cat that I've had now. She's uh, about oh about three years old, and I've had her. And she was ever since she was a little bitty thing. And I, matter of fact, bottle fed her and everything else. And just recently, um, I've decided to get another uh, cat in the house. Uh, because I'm on the road a lot, um, usually going 48 hours at a time. So I didn't want to leave her there by herself. Um, okay. yeah. I ended up going and getting another cat, and she is, oh, about a year and a half old. Um, and I'm trying to integrate the two, and so far... I'm not sure exactly how to do it with my schedule the way it's been. And are you having any difficulties with the the introduction? Are they having any spats, hissing, any displays? Well, when I first brought the other one home, I I had read up a little bit about, you know, they shouldn't see each other and stuff like that, but I only had a limited amount of time to do that. So I went on Mm -hmm. and introduced them the uh, very next day to each other. And, of course, I got to hissing back and forth with it with them and such. And I thought, well, okay, that's going to be okay. And then the one stayed in the back part of the apartment and the other one stayed in the front. And they kind of just, if they looked at each other, they kind of just hissed at each other. But they kind of just stayed away from each other. And okay. this morning I realized, well, starting, actually starting yesterday, last, yesterday evening uh, and this morning, the older one... She is starting to go after the new kitty. And okay. so I don't think she really wants to hurt her, but at the same time, I think she's trying to let her know that she's alpha, I guess. I'm not sure. So I'm not sure how to handle that situation. Okay. I'm going to say that you're going to have to back up here because 
when we do throw two cat personalities together, suddenly, very abruptly, you are just waiting to see what's going to boil over on your pot, on that stove. And sometimes it goes well and we don't have problems, and other times we set up for that pot just boiling over and burning your hands. And and you're going to get to the situation where if we're already seeing the one cat going after the other aggressively, um, you, you've already got some patterns starting here. So I would definitely, it, this may be really challenging since you aren't immediately there um, a lot of the time. But what I recommend, the first things when we introduce cats is we do visual separation, completely different rooms. We let them smell each other through the rooms. We share bedding eventually, so you move maybe some towels or blankets from one room where the cat's sleeping to the other one. We do that gradually. they got to get used to the senses of the other cat, the smell, the sounds of him through the other side before you throw them in together. And you do that gradual introduction. Now, the thing we need to do during this is cats, you know, they're, they're different. You know, we can't say sit, and they're going to sit just because they want to please us, we need to please them. <laughs> so the way to use uh, food to your best advantage. And so with cats, when we're trying to introduce them to each other, you want to make meal feeding where you set the food down in the zone where you're introducing the cats, maybe through a closed door, maybe through a screen door, uh, maybe through a large baby gate. Um, but you want to do that, and the food needs to be the positive reinforcement for the kitties' experience together. So that every time they eat, hey, look, this cat's right here. This is a good thing. And that food is taken away at other times so that they can't go and eat without the presence of that cat. That way you train your kitty that this is a great idea. Hey, this cat, every time he's around, man, I get a, a meal. So this is pretty cool. So you want to do that and back up to that. I'm also going to ask you to get a pheromone diffuser in the zone where you're introducing the cats. And pheromones are those scent hormones that every species has. Um, humans have them. We just don't acknowledge our behavior with that. Um, so for cats, there's a pheromone that helps to calm and relax them, and it can help with new cat introductions. So get one of those. Put that. You can pick those up at pet stores or at your veterinary offices and put that in. It's like a little plug-in air freshener. Um, put that in when you're introducing the kitties in these areas. Now, gradually, we're going to work to putting them together more and more, and we may have to use some supervision with that as you're getting to that point. If we start to have aggressive displays, it's best to stop, to cease that. Now, cat behavior is somewhat similar to dogs, that we want to read their their um, nonverbal communication. We want to look at the ear position. We want to look at their eyes and the movement of the tail. So if we see a kitty that's unsettled and unhappy about a situation, they're going to put their ears back, they may crouch down, that tail may whip low, fast from side to side. That's an uneasy cat. And if you push that cat into that new introduction with that other cat, you're going to ask for trouble. So you kind of have to become a kitty psychologist when you're watching for this. And then with time, weeks, months maybe, we can get most cats to introduce and to um, acclimate to each other. But, you know, the honest truth is just like my old college roommate, oh, sometimes you just can't get two cats to get along. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Hey, look, I totally agree with the Dr. Davies said everything. And uh, when you see those signals, what she said about they're about to fight, you can uh -huh. use my device, Pet Convincer. It okay. works for the cats amazingly. Pet Convincer. Push the button, air comes out, it will stop them, startle them immediately. But again, this is the, yeah, then the you, symptoms. You, 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 you got to watch, though, because you don't want to create another thing that gets their anxiety up. So yeah, that's what I'm you got to know the right cat for that. So. Yeah. 
Thanks no, for it your works. Okay. It really works. We use it for the cats. Yeah, there you go. Thanks for your call there. We appreciate that. one 405 8405 to connect with the Dream Team. If Dr. Debbie sounds funnier than usual today, she's broadcasting live from a super secret location somewhere in the United States where there's sun and it's pet friendly. She won't tell us exactly where it is. Uh, we have to guess. But in the studio, we have Vladi, the world famous Russian dog wizard, dog father Joey Volani, and animal communicator Joy Turner. Uh, Ladybug Studio Stunt Dog is screening calls today. Judy is off becoming a grandchild. I think this is her seventh or eighth grandchild. <laughs> Stop it. It just keeps going higher. I'm going to tell you you're adding years on to her, too. Hi, George. How are you doing? Oh, good, Doc. Listen, I got a question. We had a beautiful cat that just escaped one day, you know, and you couldn't catch him. And then he came back and he was weak, but, you know, still living. And, uh, so we're feeding him the rich, wet cat food and uh, some dry, and he's gaining weight but not fast. Is there some way I could uh, help him gain more? Like, you know, is there a, another treatment that I could add to it? With a, a cat that's gone through something like this, we don't really necessarily need to rapidly cause a weight gain. Um, so as long as he's eating and that he's taking in good nutrition and he, you're seeing a positive change, we really don't try to power up these guys and, and, and try to fatten them up faster. Um, that's where just love, you know, the protection of a good home and you know, good nutrition will really go a long way. And, you know, if he's gotten out, some things that I always kind of think about, you know, making sure that he's viral tested, um, feline yeah, leukemia, feline get AIDS. His, his shots and his chip. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so definitely make AIDS, sure that doctor? they... Cats actually can get a type of an immunodeficiency virus. I mean, call oh it feline gosh. AIDS, but it's FIV. And it's usually... Oh. Those diseases are usually in cats that are outside. So, yeah, and especially if he's a little skinny or unthrifty looking, it's just kind of an important thing to screen for, make sure he's not showing up positive for that. Now, the other thing would be, in the conjunction with that veterinary visit, is um, we want to do a good deworming treatment for him. Um, any kitty, a hunting kitty, a kitty that goes yeah. outside, they always have the risk of parasites but you know if he's been out on the lamb for a while we want to make sure he's well uh, protected for that okay thank you so much so basically if uh, your vet will tell you he's fine medically just put him in the great nutrition and uh, add some great multivitamin supplementation put him on digestive enzymes add probiotic and your cat gonna live for many years it's Vlade, the world-famous Russian cat wizard. He's actually learning a lot about cats. I'm very proud. Yeah. I, I, I was very impressed by the doctor, too. She was scared to, to suggest any drugs this time. She just said, okay, let's do a little bit of nutritional stuff first. <laughs> it was hey, cool. I'm not always pushing pills at patients. Uh, you know, there's just a point in time when just a good diet is all you need. So. Okay. <laughs> You know, we're sometimes fighting with each other about this thing, but you know, we have a lot of in common, so that's that's a good fight. Oh, George, how I love you! I can only imagine what we could do together on TV. <laughs> oh, we'd be we'd be unstoppable. <laughs> <laughs> You're unstoppable on radio. Dogs or cats, horse or emu. In Amsterdam, a zookeeper's house cat has adopted a baby red panda and is nursing the cub along with her own kittens. 
A spokesperson from the Artist Zoo explained that two red panda cubs were abandoned by their mother for some reason, leaving them alone in the cold. The zoo stepped in and put the cubs in an incubator where one was too weak and died. The other was adopted by a cat who had just given birth to kittens. Red pandas are an endangered species who look more like a raccoon than a giant panda. They mature to just a bit bigger than a house cat. So the zoo plans to let the cub nurse with his cat family for a few months before bringing out some bamboo and fruit. I'm not thinking he'll have to fight with his kitten siblings for that meal. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Here is today's top automotive news story. I'm Nick Miles. BMW recently previewed the design of its next 4 Series Coupe. The design is similar to the production car that BMW is expected to launch in mid-2020, but it has what BMW is calling the new face of the 4 Series range. Featuring a bold inspiration of the brand's traditional kidney-shaped grille, the car also has thin LED lights running, the width of the car on the back end that BMW describe as brawny. To find your new BMW, check out our reviews at ourautoexpert.com. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all of your car care needs. We're close, convenient, and known for our guaranteed everyday low prices and excellent customer service. For professional parts people you can trust, stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts today. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices, every day. I'm Beth Stern on Animal Radio and Adopt from Your Local Shelter. What did he say? He said, we're all across the USA, the most listened to pet show today. Animal Radio, we're everywhere you go. Animal Radio. Animal Radio. Live at the Red Barn Studios, here's Hal and Judy. We go to Linda. Hi, Linda. How, oh, I guess I got to press this button over here. Hi, Linda. How are you doing? Hi, real good. How are you doing? Good. I understand you want to talk to Dr. Debbie? Yes, please. She's right here. Well, she's somewhere. Hi there. Hi. <laughs> what can um, we do for you? Well, I've got a couple of questions, and then I've got a situation that I hope you can answer for us here. Um, well, first question, uh, we've adopted a little kitten, and she is nine weeks yesterday. And I uh, oh, was okay. wondering, when do we start shots and when should we have her safe? Well, um, usually with kitties, we do start as early as eight weeks for vaccination. So sometimes at the shelters, they will start that uh, series. So from there, we would want to boost about three to four weeks down the road. And uh, for cats, we do the kitten series, their pediatric series, up till between eight weeks to 16 weeks. Um, so during that window of time, we need several boostings. For kitties, we usually um, we just want to make sure we spay them before they go into their heat, into their season, which is usually about six months of age. Um, so a lot of municipalities are actually passing spay-neuter laws that require that at four months of age, which is, for me, the youngest I would like to do that. Um, shelters will do that certainly earlier just because of the uh, population concerns. Um, but for me, as long as I'm catching a kitty between four to six months, then we're preventing um, that heat and that unwanted pregnancy that kind of happens like an accidental teen pregnancy. Oops. <laughs> now, I picked her up off the floor at one point. Uh, we were visiting somebody, and um, there was like a little worm on her foot, and that was uh, several days ago, a little tiny worm. But I haven't seen a worm mm. since. I was just concerned. I don't know if she picked something up off the floor or if, if some, she had something. And I was just wondering. But I haven't seen anything okay. before or since. And I thought I would ask okay. you about that. 
Yeah, and you know that's kind of hard without seeing the, the little critters because um, there's a lot of times I'll see stool samples that folks will bring in from the backyard on their dogs, and they'll have maggots in them, um, or there'll be other types of parasites that actually kind of congregate on the feces after the fact. Um, so what I would definitely recommend is um, you know get her in for her first um, kitten vaccination visit and bring a stool sample with, um, because uh, even if you know we saw a worm, we can't prove if it was something from within or or if it was just, you know, something that your your friend needs to work on her pest control. <laughs> um, and then definitely, you know, get her dewormed as well, because deworming goes right along with vaccinations for preventative care for kitties. Okay. Okay. Well, now the hard part. Um, here's the story. When we brought her home last week, um, we have had, had two other cats. Um, we have Eddie, who's a year and a half. He's neutered. And we have Cody, who's nine months. Um, we got him at six months from a shelter. We don't know what his history was for the first six months, but we had him for three months. Now, Cody, when we brought him home, um, when we brought her home and introduced her to the other two, Eddie, the older cat, he didn't seem to really mind a whole lot, but Cody, uh, he became very aggressive with Eddie, the older cat. Um, he lashed out at him. He lashed out at her. He went after her like he he was going after a rabbit. I mean, very aggressive, very angry, to the point where he took off. And we don't understand why. Yeah, he's gone. We haven't seen him since. Okay. Every time we add more cat personalities to the home, we definitely have more risk that we're going to have social issues with these guys. So the presence of that new kitty, I'm just kind of... uh, proposing here that that kind of set off a whole cascade of territorial issues that we're going to have. Now, do your cats normally go outside and stay inside? Um, normally, they're all inside. They're all inside. Um, he just got might, out somehow? They might step outside the doorway a little bit with us, but, you know, right around just the front door. But that's about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, well, certainly I hope he comes back. And if he does, what we definitely need to do is we need to do a a gradual introduction of the new kitty um, and allow the established cats to keep their territory, keep their boundaries, and not feel threatened in that. Sometimes we let these little cute guys run around the house. You know, it's fun, and, and, you know, we like to see them play and interact, but we're actually putting them into a territory that the other cats may not feel confident that they're not going to try to take over their territories. So you need to make sure you keep that little kitty separate and do a gradual introduction. I don't know what's going to happen. You know, if your other kitty comes back and the other two have already worked things out, that's going to be that's going to be a tough uh, reintroduction. Um, cats remember things like elephants. So if they have something that triggers a, a bad feeling, a bad social experience, um, they're going to remember that in the future. And if the presence of that kitten triggers that down the road, um, you may never, you know, get control of the situation. I would definitely work slowly getting the kitten introduced to your other other kitty and um, you know pheromones I love using them I've talked about them before um, it's a kind of a non medication way we can help to um, introduce kitties together and um, they, these social things go really deep and uh, we need to make sure that we have lots of 
uh, litter boxes, lots of hiding places, a lot of, lot of the little trees. Cats need these types of resources, and they need access um, sources for this so that we don't have competition, and they don't feel threatened when they have these new kitty personalities coming in the home. Um, so uh, I feel like we can go on forever about this because cat psychology is just so tricky. They are um, really sneaky little guys, and um, you know we can push that balance when we add more kitties into the home. So I'm, I'm sorry for um, your situation, and hopefully if your other kitty comes back, give me a call, and we can try to work you through that reintroduction. Thanks for your call today. We appreciate it, Linda. Need a fix of the good stuff? Get more Animal Radio with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Hello, I'm David Bellamy of the Bellamy Brothers, and we're on Animal Radio. Love your animals. Yeah, puppy pads are convenient, but sometimes they're really gross. That's why the Animal Radio Studio stunt dog, Ladybug, uses the brilliant pad self-cleaning puppy pad. We love how it handles number one and number two. It seals away the waste and replaces dirty pads for us. Brilliant Pad keeps our home clean and smelling fresh. All we do is replace the roll once every few weeks. And the process is fast and clean. In fact, Ladybug gives it five paws up. Learn more about it at BrilliantPad.com. Hey, this is Sean Hayes on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your pets. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, whether warranted or not, deep down, people who love animals instinctively believe that they can trust a fellow animal lover. Taking that premise a little further, both women and men have a lot of preconceived notions about what their favorite breed of dog says about them to the opposite sex. Would you use your Dalmatian to get a date with a like-minded person? Do people use their dogs as date bait? A recent survey about what breeds are attractive to the opposite sex that was done by Kloof, a mobile app for pet lovers, revealed that if attracting a date is your goal, you can't go wrong with retrievers. It's a popular breed for both sexes. According to the survey results that were based on responses from a 1,000 pet owners and non-owners between the ages of 18 and 33, the top dog breed to attract a man is a golden retriever, followed by labs, chihuahuas, poodles, and beagles. For women, top breed a dog to attract them to a man is a German shepherd, followed by a golden retriever, a lab, husky, and French bulldog. Puppies have some pretty magical powers, the ability to look cute from all angles, the ability to pee whenever they want or wherever they want. Now, they also have the power to address San Francisco's panhandling problem. The city will initiate a new program, believed to be the first of its kind in the country, WOOF, which is Wonderful Opportunities for Occupants and Fidos. It encourages homeless individuals to give up panhandling in exchange They'll receive a small stipend to foster problematic puppies until they're ready for adoption. Bevan Duffy, who's San Francisco's point person on homeless issues, said that his goal is to try and help both the city and the animals. San Francisco Animal Care and Control will uh, screen potential foster parents to ensure that they're a good fit, they're not mentally ill, and that they aren't hoarders or don't have any history of violence and aren't seeking treatment for addiction. They also promise to stop panhandling if they're caught begging with the puppy, the animal's taken back to the shelter. But in exchange for the approved applicant, they will get 50 to 75 bucks a week, as well as several training sessions, regular check-ins, all the dog food, toys, leashes, and vet care that they need. And um, as the program expands, the people will ideally be trained in grooming, dog walking, or other animal-related skills so they can actually join the regular workforce again. Sounds like a win-win for everybody. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at animalradio.com. This is 
has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. How are you doing? Just fine. 12-time Grammy winner Emmylou Harris joining us. Not a lot of people know this. You actually are devoting your life to animals more than anybody I know. Oh, I don't know about that. But, um, yeah, the animals that kind of uh, wriggle their way into my heart, you know, actually uh, my whole life. But I find I have, um, you know, I have the um, the time and uh, the opportunity to to give back a little bit to, to um, you know, these critters that have given me so much. Well, you have a special dog that travels with you on the road, huh? Well, uh, I, yes, I had, uh, I have one, I have two now, actually, wow. but uh, my all this work that I'm doing right now is inspired by a dog named Bonaparte uh-huh. that I got in, um, I got in 2002. And uh, he was a year old. I got him from Nashville Humane. And he ended up traveling me- with me for 10 years and, wow. and sleeping in my room, um, you know, at home. So he was, with, he was my constant companion. And uh, I lost him in 2002. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, I had, we had other animals. I mean, we have quite a menagerie here. But he was my special guy. Well, you and, made a legend out of him, didn't you? You, you well, created uh, uh, mini legend, maybe. Uh, he's, um, you know, in honor of him, his memory, um, uh, I started what I call Bonaparte Retreat, which is just a very small uh, animal rescue, dog rescue that I do in my backyard. Um, really, uh, three dogs at a time, although we right now we've got four. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say no when we, we're taking <laughs> dogs. Right now, we started taking dogs, uh, fostering for Nashville Humane, and I'm still very connected to them and their excellent work they do here in the community. Um, I mean, they have the Rover, you know, which is the spay and neuter, the mobile uh, clinic that goes around and does the free spay and neutering, uh-huh. um, which is so important uh, to all these issues we talk about. Uh, but but uh, I, I, I took one dog uh, uh, a while back from um, when I had a vacancy. I took one from... Um, Metro Animal Control, where the dogs have a small window of time mm-hmm. uh, before they're euthanized for no other reason than they run out of time. And there were just so many of them that gradually I end up now, this is what I do. I just adopt them mm-hmm. from the Nashville uh, <laughs> Metro, from Metro Animal Control. And uh, then they're my responsibility, and we, we screen the people that come through and... Um, uh, I'm actually affiliated now with uh, Happy Tales Humane, which is, uh, for now, a series of foster homes. But they're, they're, we're, raising, we're in the process now of raising money to have a permanent facility for Happy Tales. But I will still ha- always have my Bonaparte's retreat here in my backyard for a small number of dogs. Um, you know, you, you, you wish you could do more <laughs> because I'm happy to, to have them get good loving homes and we, we we really do get to know the people and where they go and a lot of times we, we keep track of a lot of these dogs through email and mm-hmm. and and uh even the, the people that work with me uh even go for home visits just just to keep in touch and um you know if, if people are agreeable to that because we just 
we, we you do get attached. Sure. Yes. But the hard part is uh, the the animals that you know you have to leave behind, mm-hmm. and and are probably going to be euthanized because they have, you, you know, when I go there with a va- you know, if I have a vacancy and I go to get a dog, there's there's obviously a lot more than just one dog. Of course. Oh, yes. That whose time has run out, and you just kind of go, oh well, is it better to get a male or a female or it's it's really heartbreaking. It's so difficult to make that decision, um, and you and you just have to kind of wear blinders because you're so limited. We're hoping that we can get more people to foster. Mm-hmm. You started you started early doing that and volunteering. I I really got involved, uh, you know, after Bonaparte died. Actually, it was a, a while after that because I was in in some pretty serious grieving. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I'm sure your listeners will understand. And then, uh, I don't know how long it was after I lost Bonaparte, I saw uh, um, an HBO special called Shelter Dog. Mm, yes. That really was one of those epiphanies, you know, <laughs> sort of life-changing events where I saw what this woman had done. You know, she bought this motel uh, in upstate New York and just on her own just started the shelter and, um, I, I was so moved by what she had done, and I started looking at my big backyard, you know, with with a different eye. I said, you know, I could build some dog runs. I could, I could, you know, I have the space here, and I can do this. I, I do believe that animals are, are, are given to us to make our lives better, and also it's kind of a, a bit of a test, like. It's almost like God says, if you can't get this one right, I don't even want to know yet. <laughs> uh, because they animals don't do anything for spite. You know, they don't do anything out of, uh, you know, they don't hold grudges. Um, and, and if we can't get along with animals and do the basic, simple things to just make their lives good. Well, they teach us a lot of lessons, they, too. They teach us a lot of lessons, but I'm saying they, they teach us how to be good people. Um, I really believe, and and then they just give us back so so much. They enrich uh, our lives in so many ways. So you know, I I just think that uh, one of the biggest problems we have is that there are just too many, and not enough homes. It's it's actually a math problem, and that's why spaying and neutering is just so important. And fostering, like you said, if, if Emmy Lou Harris can do it, <laughs> and you have a, a, a tight schedule with uh, touring. But you you find time in between to do this, then just uh, just about anybody can do it, right? Well, it, I don't know if anybody can do it, but but that if, loves you, if you can't, you know, if you can just volunteer a couple of hours a week at your local shelter, or especially, I think the the the, the dog pounds where the dogs can you know have such a short window of time and possibly are going to be euthanized to at least walk with them and, and pet them and socialize with them and give them some kind of contact. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, if you can't take them into your homes, and you, you could go there. Because people in the shelters, they're overwhelmed. And, and as a community, we have to come together to, you know, legislate and educate, but also if people can actually take themselves there and say, what can I do? This is a problem that can be solved. That's the frustrating thing about it. Yes. There's so many problems in the world that we think, what are we going to do? I don't, I don't know. It's overwhelming. But really, with spaying and neutering, we can 
pretty much eliminate the homeless dog and cat population in this country. Not only does spaying and neutering reduce the population, but it increases the odds for your pet health-wise. Right. Your pet will be healthier and live longer. So there's so many reasons to do it. Emmy Lou Harris joining us. Uh, check her out, emmylou.net. Yeah, pull up Bonaparte Retreat. Check it out. A wonderful fostering operation in memory of Bonaparte. Fido Friendly Magazine presents the 11th Annual Cross-Country Pet Adoption Tour, Get Your Licks on Route 66. Brought to you by media sponsor Animal Radio and companion sponsors Paws and Claws, Blackwood Pet Food, and Zymox. The tour travels from Los Angeles to Chicago from September 7th to October 13th, stopping at shelters along the way to support adoption events and to raise money for the shelters. Advocate sponsors Hands-On Gloves, Tito's Vodka, Rolf C. Hagen, and Buddy Belts, along with community sponsor Doggy Water to Go, help provide great prizes when you donate to spin our giant spinning wheel with all proceeds benefiting the shelter that day. Log on to FidoFriendly.com to learn where the tour stops near you. And who knows, you just might find your new forever friend. Check out Animal Radio Highlights. All the good stuff without the blah, blah, blah. Rouse on over to animalradio.pet. I got a call for Vladi right here. This is, I'm sorry, Debbie. Hi, Debbie. How are you doing? Hey, how are you? Good. What's going on? Okay, um, long story short, uh, we have a seven-year-old Border Collie, female, uh, spayed. And then we have a two-year-old spayed female, yellow lab. And I've had dogs Mm -hmm. my whole life, so I kind of know, you know, about dominance and from the beginning, the yellow lab has wanted to be dominant. So, you know, just pushing her out of the way, she's acting more like a herding dog than the border collie. Mm-hmm. She cuts um, Sally off. So, you know, when we first got her, I would let the older dog out first, try to teach pecking order a little bit. And it worked for a while, but now she's back to doing it again. The poor dog can't walk across the floor without the yellow lab trying to cut her off. So... Basically, she's cutting the uh, yellow lab, not the yellow lab cutting her, no? Yes, the yellow lab, the younger dog, is trying to... We can't let them out at the same time in the backyard because she just basically doesn't even allow the older dog, the border collie, you know, do her business. Both of them females? Both of them females, both of them neutered. And I know the yellow lab is still, you know, kind of an idiot. She's a a big puppy, and I just kind of want to break her of this. Okay, and when she does that, what the border collie does? She just doesn't doesn't want to get into the fight? She stops and goes the other way. Baby, you have two news, bad news and the good news. And the bad news you're having because of your fault. Okay. And the bad news is you should never, ever have two females in one household. I mean dogs. Seriously? Because yes, because the fighting among two females it's a worse than the world. Ten times worse than among the males. The females fighting if they fighting. I don't, you you don't have it. But I'm talking. I am passing uh, the step doors of my clients thousands times in five countries around the world, and I've seen so many accidents and so many things in my life. So every time when somebody call me and tell me about the stories, it's like a, it's like momentarily I'm switching off so many examples. Just just I visualize everything what happened in the past. So, huh. uh, but they're not but fighting. They're not I, fighting. I got it. I got it. They right now, they're not fighting. Really that well. may, they play. Yeah, I got it. This it's may more bring mean to than that. anybody. You know, it just annoys me. 
I know, I know. But look, the first dog fights uh, start not instantly. That's happening. It's a process to that. First, you allow okay. the dog run around. Um, you know, like uh, they looks like they have so much energy. They're hyperactive. They're chasing uh-huh. each other cutting off after barking if someone knocks the door or they see someone passing your backyard after they start to competing for attention for the humans or okay. toys and eventually okay. yes, I agree. and eventually something happens so i do respect you have a dogs but trust me you're talking to the ultimate one of the few dog trainers in the whole world was the such a tremendous experience i looks funny oh, I maybe talks funny but uh, when it comes to the business I am very right. serious man, and I'm dealing with the with the cases uh, just a few people can touch. So, this is about the bad news. The good news is you, like you said, you didn't get into the big trouble up to this point, and mm-hmm. plus you have a two breeds, which is supposed to be good, especially a lap. Lap's supposed to be the Democrat dog. He loves everyone, thinks everyone is a good guy. He right. wants to have a peace with everyone. Of course. Far from being biased to race or color or whatever, but I have to tell you, the color of the lab is affecting their personalities. A black lab normally is the best. Of course, English lab better than America. It's not because Russians will never say anything good about Americans. English lab is very calm, normal. American, very hyper. But the black lab normally is the best. They never have any aggressive behavior. At least I haven't seen in my life. Chocolate lab has allergy, or Dr. Debbie can agree with me or, or on that, or he's just dumb. Uh, the the yellow lab or white lab, if somebody call me with any type of aggression, that's going to be your yellow or, or white lab. That's that's a little bit, especially for the people, but sometimes for the dogs too. But but in general, lab is the sweetheart. I love that breed. So how to turn into the into the best with. One thing for you to consider, sleeping together, working together, and eating together. I would like to write it down. I'm listening. Uh, you see, you even interrupt my, my, my point. Uh, eating together, uh, working side together, side. Side and side. sleeping together creates uh-huh. social bond. So what I would do, get two crates and put the dogs together and I'm not gonna they're not gonna live in the crate but I'm gonna put okay. them periodically before training after training maybe for the night if they need to sleep together side by side the crates must be metal okay. eating together I start to feed them like you do but I want to make sure food is on the floor for one minute while they do sit stay and uh-huh. after I will let them eat simultaneously and okay. working together that is the crucial if you baby will diminish their social status don't care who is the alpha right now you are the alpha and you are not right now you right. can achieve the status by implementing firm obedience training train one dog separately on all walking manner sit stay calm down and after have a two dogs at the same side and go to your backyard baby go to the area where your dogs is showing negative behavior and work in that particular area. By working in that way, you kill many birds with one stone. Right. You, number one, you are establishing yourself as authoritative figure. Number two, you're diminishing your dog's social position. Number three, okay. you are marking your territory without peeing all over. This is your backyard now. Okay? I will, I will definitely give it a real try. Thank you. Thank you for your Baby, call. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's all we have time for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember, you can check us out on Facebook at Animal Radio or tweet us at Animal Radio or the old-fashioned way 
send us email at your voice at animal radio. Still don't know where Dr. Debbie's checking in with us from today, <laughs> but she will be back in studio next week. This is Animal Radio Network.